Hi, everyone. This is Raghu Marcus with Ramdas here and now. Another episode. This one from October 1982. And it's all around being in the moment, being here now. Uh, I'll get into it a little bit more, but I wanted to let you know that, you know, the Becoming Nobody, Ramdas's movie that we had out this fall, obviously since his passing uh, a month or so ago, uh, the movie has taken on even greater uh, importance, shall we say, because it's such a wonderful compendium of Ramdas's core teachings. And uh, that is now available on DVD and download for those of you who are interested. Also want to mention um, our retreats. We are continuing with our retreats, of course, in Maui. And there's a retreat in Maui that starts on April 29th here in this new 2020 year in Maui. And uh, also following that, a few weeks later on May 21, this is the first time we've ever done two retreats within one month. So you can spend the whole month on retreat, almost. But May 21 in Ojai, we'll have our Ramdas Immersion Retreat. Uh, now, uh, there, I didn't mention, of course, but the retreat in Maui, uh, Krishna Das will be there alongside of Roshi Joan Halifax and Frank Ostaseski will be appearing with her and presenting, as well as Annie Lamott, Annie, who's a, become a great friend of ours. And uh, the icing on the cape, Bob Thurman, will be there. I will be there as well. Rameshwardas will be there. Saraswati teaching yoga. And uh, Joyana teaching Qigong. So uh, in Ojai, we will have Mirabai Star doing the Dharma talks. Uh, I will be there as well. So will Saraswati doing yoga and pranayam. And we will have Govindas from Bhakti Yoga Shala in L.A. Uh, doing the chanting in the evening. And probably some guest surprises because uh, this retreat in Ojai is the, shall we say, model from which we are going to spread the retreats out throughout the country as we go forward into the next years as part of our um, offerings that we are going to um, pursue uh, with vigor. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a difficult time, everyone, so please excuse me. Um, okay, enough of that. Here's, uh, so this thing's called It's All Right Here. And Ramdas starts off with a, it's a very meditative um kind of talk. I mean, it's kind of a combination of, he's talking to a group of people who are starting a retreat. I don't quite know where. And he's talking about how everybody comes with a certain kind of tension in their body and mind. Uh, you know, coming from the city and going to a retreat, there's all sorts of expectations. He talks about uh, it's, it's, this tension's connected with the model of what this moment is about. And um, I was just thinking, of course, talk about tension and have enough tension with the passing of Ramdas, and then our mentor K.K. Shah, his uh, brother uh, for oh, well over fifty years, 
who translated for him when he first met Neem Karoli Baba in the Himalayas in 1967. So these are big events, as, as uh, many of you know, Ramdas, over these many years, or maybe it's just a few weeks. It doesn't seem to matter because uh, the way that he connects with people is uh, extraordinary. And those of you who didn't know K.K. Shah, you can find out more. We have uh, lots of stuff with him. He, was, he used to come to the retreats. Uh, he came a number of times in Maui, and there's some wonderful uh, talks that we've collected of his. You just type in K.K. Shah, S-A-H, extraordinary being. More, uh, We're working on a movie that we started a couple of years ago, uh, called Bridge of Grace that's uh, I'm really excited to get out there. Um, so, yeah, so this begins with a very meditative uh, um, talk from Ram Dass just about releasing this kind of tension to let go and just open to what is. And he talks about true growth will not follow your expectations. Right, in any situation. And this this meditation, back to the meditation a little bit, it's a let go meditation. And it's it's really his whole essence um, contextualization of what it means to be in the moment, to completely be surrounded and drawn into a moment that is devoid of looking into the past or the future. And it's how we can really experience our in our true selves each moment that we take a breath. So it's a lot about mindfulness and a lot about being here now. Also, he talks about satsang, and that's a big subject that we are all... Um, really, really depending on in these difficult times. And uh, it was Thich Nhat Hanh who said, uh, and I said this at a memorial we had last weekend for Ram Dass and KK, the next Buddha is the Sangha, or in our terms, more of the Hindu terms, the next guru is the satsang. And he talks about the satsang it's the sharing our heart, of our hearts, the sharing of our consciousness, and the sharing of the roadmaps of our journey. And uh, I was mentioning that I, I just, at this particular uh, memorial, which was the first one for Ramdas, um, I went there in a, in a little bit of a mood, shall we say, a little darkness was there because somebody had called me who had been close actually to KK, good friend. And she was, of course, very, very broken up. And we had not talked. And, and I just slid down into that, you know, darkness of grief for a moment. But when I got to the event and I was looked at all the people that were starting to gather there and I thought, oh my God, I'm, I can't, I can't talk to anybody right now. I went and sat alone, and then some a friend sat down next to me, and he told me the story 
as you know, talk about sharing the roadmaps of our journey, he shared that with me, and he shared how he had come to a retreat in Maui for the first time, and he was, he said, back then I was shy, I didn't know anybody, and I, I felt a little bereft, shall we say. And uh, somebody came up to him and, and saw that he was just sitting alone, maybe it was at a meal or something, and he said, listen, just, just hang with me. I've been here, and I've been through what you've been through. Just stay with me. We'll have meals together, and we'll, we'll pal around. We'll go to the events together and so on. And he did that and completely changed this person's perspective and, uh, and just helped with his heart, just helped open that heart and feel comfortable and safe. That turned me around in that moment, and uh, I was so, um, it's just ama amazing. And Ram Dass used to say, our, we radiate who we truly are, and we radiate that love from soul to soul, from heart to heart. And that happened uh, in that moment for me. It was really powerful. What else does he talk about? Well, there's some beautiful quotes from the Tao, one from Thomas Merton. I love those, you know, those readings that he does. They're very powerful. He also talked about happiness, and he said, happiness exists where there is denial of nothing, which led me to think about uh, something that happened to me with Neem Karoli Baba, with Maharaji, and that was my father came to see my brother and I in India, well, I'm not sure that was the total reason, um, but he did, you know, there's obviously gigantic karma there for him to be able to be around a being such as this. But he came there, and Maharaji said to him, why did you come to India? And my father said, well, I came to see how my sons were doing. And Maharaji said, well, how are they doing? Which, by the way, this is the most rational kind of a conversation I think I ever heard Maharaji say to uh, talk to anybody in that way. And he said, well, I, they seem to be happy. And Maharaji said, happiness is everything. And I t took that over the years. I've taken that to mean not the kind of happy that we look to uh, get out of any kind of darkness or to get out of just the way that life presents us um, tough, tough situation. So we look to being happy to remove ourselves from having to deal with real unhappiness. This happiness that he was talking about, to me, meant a deep current of uh, it's all okay beneath it. A contentment, that's the word I'm looking for, contentment meaning a contentment that we can be at ease with what comes to us, good or bad. And uh, I think that's an important lesson for all of us is to, and Ram Dass has talked a lot about this over the years, about contentment. Um, so I think that's really important. He also talks about boredom. Yeah, if you're bored, try being bored instead of escaping into some other space in order to not be bored. And try that. 
Like I, I say this a lot when I work with people, especially around chanting. I usually say, well, if you don't get bored, then you really aren't doing it right. And everybody laughs. Bored? But it's a way that you use the boredom to come into first a concentration of one-pointedness that allows one to not be so caught in the monkey mind. And once you have that, you have that accomplishment, then you can go deeper into true nature. And from that place, there is no boredom. So that's a good lesson as, as well. And then um, Ram Dass talks about, he said, I'm a vertical schizophrenic. Aren't we all? Up and down, up and down, you know, using, either using psychedelic, it could be meditation, it could be yoga, it could be chanting, whatever it is. We have this penchant for wanting to be in the up and forget about the down. Um, and just that, uh, again, I go back to working on true happiness, which to me is nothing more or less than deep contentment with what is. Uh, so another great talk from R.D. And I can't emphasize more to everybody out there. And you, by the way, you can write in. We, we are really going to develop these fellowships, which now... There's well, you know, it must be 1,500 people and a couple hundred people that are, that are being the host or, or the, um, just the coordinators of this, shall we say, the ambassadors. And uh, we're really working on this and we're really putting, uh, Ramdas really felt that that was the, the future. The, again, the future is the satsang. The guru is the satsang. And through us, we manifest that uh, true being that's inside all of us and we share that so uh, anybody who wants to just write to info at ramdas.org and uh, you'll get uh, sent over to some to somebody who's handling that her name is Jackie actually and she'll get back to you and we'll hook you up with wherever these satsangs are and we're going to also create a, uh, a digital satsang um, that uh, people will, will do stuff online for people that live in remote areas and so on. So the next guru is the satsang. This is Ramdas here and now. I'm Raghu Marcus, and I'm happy uh, for us to be together. It means so much to me right now. And uh, go to beherenownetwork.com and catch all of the other wonderful podcasts. I have one called Mind Rolling, if you haven't listened to that, where I chat with lots of diverse, interesting, and um, amazing people that maybe give us a little bit of a handle how to get our lives in balance a little more. And I also want to recommend that you go to Dale Borglum Ramdev's podcast. Um, he has a Living Dying Institute in California. He's uh, tremendously... Uh, knowledgeable and a uh, person uh, in that area and just has a lot of wisdom. So just check him out. Dale Borglum, Ram Deb. Go to be here now network.com and we shall see you next week. Namaste. Close your eyes. And feel all of the tension in the body and in the mind that is connected with your model about what this moment is about.
coming to a retreat, getting here, the beginning, what you want, Ask yourself silently, what is it I really want out of this moment? How would I like to be as I leave the retreat? What is keeping me from being that way at this moment? If you have a model of who you are, what kind of suffering you have, what you're doing here, what you expect to find, you may spend the next five days with your checklist, judging whether or not it's being accomplished. But if some real change were to happen to us in these next five days, to all of us, maybe we have to empty the cup in order to allow it to be filled. Maybe we have to let go. We've done it. We've gotten here. Now we can let go of that phase. Maybe we can just open to what is. Because maybe the true growth will not follow our expectations. And maybe your wanting mind will block you from receiving just that food which you, you hunger for. Take another slow, deep breath, and on the out-breath, just let go of all of our models and plans and expectations and fears, and just taste of this moment. We are a group of beings. sharing consciousness, sharing our hearts, sharing the roadmaps of our journeys.
what we are here for is transformation of being, not the collecting of experiences. For no matter how many experiences we collect, it will never be enough. For we, the experiencer, will always be a breath away from this moment. So we're diving into an ocean beyond the separation of experiencer and experience. An ocean that has very little form. Listen to this sutra from the Tao Te Ching. which concerns this moment. They call it elusive and say that one looks, but it never appears. They say, indeed, it is rare since one listens but never a sound. Subtle, they call it, and say that one grasps it, but never gets hold. At rising, it does not illumine. At setting, no darkness ensues. It stretches far back to that nameless estate which existed before the creation. Describe it as form yet unformed, as shape that is still without shape. Or say it is vagueness confused. One meets it, and it has no front. One follows it, and there is no rear. And yet, if you hold ever fast to this most ancient way, you may govern today. Call truly this knowledge of primal beginnings a clue to the way. Now open your eyes and relax. Isn't it interesting to spend five days speaking about the unspeakable? to come together 
to deepen the fullness of each moment. We seek happiness. And in this retreat, we deepen our appreciation that happiness exists where there is denial of nothing. As long as your happiness is dependent on holding on to this and pushing away that, it has in it fear. But you and I have the capacity to live our life happily meaning in the fullness of this moment. But this moment, since it has no boundaries, includes everything. This moment is not just in this room at 8.05. Go out and out and out. This moment includes your life up to this moment. Stretch out. It includes your future. It's right here. This is the moment that is the completion of everything in your life that was. It is the beginning of everything that will be. So the moment includes time, past and future. This moment includes all the beings you have ever known. They're here too. This moment includes all the feelings you have ever felt. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you depressed? Are you elated? Are you calm? Are you anxious? I can go into my being and find every one of those feelings or the seeds of them. It's all right here. There are people at this moment that are dying in incredible pain or starving. There are people that are being treated cruelly. There are people in ecstasy. There are people at play. It's all right here. The wise person has no exclusivity of perception. It doesn't deny anything in order to hold on to its happiness. You and I often come to retreats in order to get high. Let's be together with the community of beings that are seeking God, the satsang, the sangha, the fellowship. Let's get away from the marketplace. Let's get away from the heavy duty stuff 
Let's get away from our economic hassles. Let's get away from our relationship problems. Let's get away from sickness. Let's get away from the newspapers and the crises and the chaos. Let's get away from the nuclear threat. Let's get away from, let's get away. Let's have a respite. But to the extent that you go away from something, it's got you. You are still busy going and coming and inherent in being the goer and the comer is suffering. If this game is only to get high, like blowing up a balloon, that as you drive back to town, the, it's going to fizzle slowly and you're going to come down from the retreat. I don't even want to play. I want to come more and more into this moment until you and I are so fully, richly, thickly present that we are present whether we are here or there. We are present now and we are present then. And that each moment has the thickness and richness and fullness, whether it is, has in it suffering or pleasure because it all has all of it. It's only that the mind grabs at this one and denies that one at a moment. When you have a toothache, the toothache is all you moment before you're saying, oh, all the blessings I've had, my children, my life. It's so, oh God, you've been so good. And then you get a toothache. And suddenly you are obsessed with toothache, with dentist, with pain, with fear. You see people that have built their whole lives of richness, of growth, of beautiful children, of success, of fulfillment, of security. And then as they get old and their bodies start to decay and there's more pain and their children go away, they feel bereft because they were busy collecting things instead of the deepening of their being in this moment. So, ah, new moment, age, ah, new moment dying. Ah, new moment. Death. This is one of the uh, poems from Thomas Merton, his translation of the way of Chung Su. The person in whom Tao acts in the way, who's living in the moment, acts without impediment, does not bother with his own interests, and does not despise others who do. He does not struggle to make money, and he does not make a virtue of poverty. He goes his way without relying on others, and does not pride himself on walking alone. While he does not follow the crowd, he won't complain of those who do. Rank and reward make no appeal to him. 
disgrace and shame do not deter him. He is not always looking for right and wrong, always deciding yes and no. As the Bible said, he is in the world, but not of the world. He is living his life, but he is not caught in it. To be caught in your life means that you lose this moment. There's a lovely poem that maybe I'll read in the next few days that by an old, an old lady who said, uh, oh, I've, she said, I've missed so much in life. She said, oh, my life had its moments. And if I had my life to live over, I'd have more of them. She said, I'd have nothing but moments. You know how when you have a moment, oh, this moment. Well, what about this moment? And how about this moment? Look at how many of your moments are preparatory to that moment or remembering that moment. Did you ever try being bored, being fully bored? When you're bored, you're always, if only. But how about just being bored, enjoying the richness of boredom? Nothing's happening. Nothing's ever going to happen. I've seen it all. It all bores the shit out of me. Oh, God, it's horrible. Yuck. God, Yuck. Boy, am I bored. Still bored. Just going to be bored. Boy, is this boring. See, now, as long as you have a model that you want to be other than bored, you never can enjoy it. But try just being bored. Guess I'm going to be bored. Wow. Whew, what a rich experience of boredom. Wow, I never really noticed how boring it can be. It's quite incredible to see that you can take any moment in life and find in it everything, all of it, until you feel graced to be so consciously bored. Because it's all right here. It's all right here. It's all right here in this moment. This is it. This is what the whole retreat is about this moment. You got it, you got it. If not, well, we'll wait. <laughs> hmm. When you were driving here, some of the time you were noticing this and that, but how much of the time you were busy with what you'd left or busy to with where you were going or busy with getting there? How many moments do you have in your consciousness of, wow, this moment? I'm just going to have moments in my life. You see, because at the moment you die, it's going to be another moment. And if at that moment you're busy being afraid of what's coming, or trying to hold on to what was, you're going to miss that one too. And you're sure going to feel gypped later. Okay. 
And that's why you keep death over your left shoulder so that you live this life. Each moment has in it everything, including the moment of your death. If I visualize this retreat, instead of a retreat at which we're grabbing at our, the highest part of our being, it's one in which we push into our humanity because in the midst of it, we come to appreciate our divinity. It's in the midst of the darkness exists the light. It's not that the light exists in spite of the darkness. I've been a, what I've been calling a vertical schizophrenic for just so long. Go up, get high, be divine, come down, be human, be hung up. There's a way. Now I'm going to be hung up for God, hung up in God. I'm getting the two things together. So in a way, I see this retreat as a retreat having integrity. The integrity of putting together what is, what is, what is, what is, what is. And what is, is God. And what is, is a group of souls that are reaching for light. And what is, is a group of personalities full of neurosis and fear and hopes and plans and lusts and greed and doubt and confusion and oh, and what is our human bodies that are slowly decaying right before our very eyes and that we preen and comb and cover and wash and smile and frown and take the teeth out and put them in and do all this stuff. Okay. That's all what is. What is, what is, is the one God and what is, is the emptiness out of which all that is. And we are going to live with what is, because that's where the moment is. The moment is all of it, not just part of it, not just part of it. So I experience these retreats as an extraordinary adventure. I, I hope never to do them when they stop being for me. Wow, I wonder what this is. Is it all going to blow up in our face? Everybody say, I came here to taste God and all you're doing is making me miserable. Because we are going to make you miserable. Oh, laugh now, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're very devious. <laughs> because a lot of us all of us at one place or another have a hell of a lot of suffering inside of ourselves. Feeling like life has gypped us or hurt us or grief or sadness. Or, and where do we, what do we do with that when you come to a retreat? You sort of keep it in your bag locked up. Now and then you take out your, your holy pictures of your suffering when nobody's looking and you cry a tear and then smile and come out and say, ah, Ram, 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 aren't we having a wonderful time? I love God. Don't you love God? No cheap highs here. No way. No way. No way. This is going to include that stash. No hiding a secret stash of suffering. That's cheating. It's all going to be out here to play with. And everybody's got it.
There's suffering in relationships. There's suffering in your body. There's suffering in not getting what you want. There's suffering even in getting what you want because you know you're going to lose it. You get a brand new car and already you hear a squeak. It's already on its way out. <laughs> suffering. It's just almost like that, just right there. Buddha looked around. He says, God, everywhere I look, there's suffering. I mean, this is a cheerleader camp. We're going all the way. <laughs> and think in, inherent in all the fun of the cheerleaders, just think of a cheerleader's life and think of the suffering. Will I be good enough? Will my team win? Will I win? Am I beautiful enough? Will I drop the baton? No. Will my pants split? What is it? I mean, isn't, isn't there just a lot of stuff in life, even in the beauty? I mean, I got chosen for cheerleader camp. Wow, I got chosen. I might not have gotten chosen. Next year, I may be too old and not get chosen again. Look at what age does, how quickly it passes. Did you notice? I noticed. I noticed. As long as you cling to anything, anything at all, as long as you juice up anything, your body, your car, your personality, your relationships, it all changes. It all changes. All forms change. You juice them up, you're going to suffer. Simple as that. You tell me you don't have suffering. But the moment. New moment, new moment, changing, changing. This moment isn't that moment. This moment isn't that moment. If you're still holding to that one, you're not in this one. Time binding, it's called. We are so identified with that which is in time that we can't open the shutters in order to recognize that in us which is not in time. And the reason we can't recognize it is because our intellects can't label it because it isn't a thing because all things are in time. See the predicament? See how we're caught? Who we are in essence has no form, but since you can see the form, I'll call that me. We are just like the drunk who lost the watch and he gets other people to help him look and they can't find it under the street light where he's looking and they finally say, well, where exactly did you lose it? And he said, up the alley. And they said, what are you looking here for? He says, because there's a light. We can see the body with our senses. So this must be who we are. And it's only when we quiet down that we recognize that we are so much more than what we can experience as an experiencer through our senses or think about with our thinking mind. Or less. <laughs> Can't stand anywhere. If you think you were insane when you came here, you just wait. I've only begun with you. I've only begun. You may say, what am I doing here? This guy is off the wall. It's okay. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at Ramdas.org. 
we can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you. <laughs>